Well, guys, let's welcome uh, Peanut of 311 to New Pod here on NotFest.com. Peanut, man, it is it is an absolute honor to have you on the show, man. Oh, it's my honor. I'm happy to be here. This is a very new metal uh, tinged show, <laughs> and I, I I believe that 311, you know, looking back in the history, you, you guys are almost like a forefather or like a, a, a predecessor to the kind of the new metal movement back in the day. We can speak many, many you know dialects yeah. musically and metal has always been one and we've always been kind of trying to be you know moving the pieces on the board and right. pushing the needle so the metal elements are going to be progressive right. you know so in that in that new metal world i can see that existing <laughs> right. but there's people challenging me online like on on twitter which it's still called is and uh <laughs> And it's like a is is three eleven new metal. Yeah. And I, you know, we're not any one thing, but we definitely contain those elements. I think, or we have them, and we can right. we can satiate that crowd. We can we can rock whomever. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, Hopefully. obviously, the DJ element, the two singer element. I mean, a lot of that yeah. stuff you guys were doing way back in the day. Right. You know, we're we're kind of like people picked up on it and kind of ran with. Yeah, and it, and you know, whatever. Like the term the term has been sullied in 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 ways and elevated in ways. Like you know, take take it back. It's just another way of saying like hybrid music. It's, right. it's heavy metal people that grew up listening to everything. Right. You know, or it's people that listen to everything that also love metal. You know, right, it goes right. lots of different ways. So, so looking back, I mean, wear well, like a badge of honor. Right. Right. What was what was kind of the stuff you were listening to at the time? You know, getting the band together to kind of create that sound. I mean, growing up, it was Metallica and Iron Maiden, especially as uh, bass influences, yes. and then kind of carrying that through, falling in love with the Chili Peppers and. Fishbone and all that, like it just that never went away. Right. I never, uh, you know, I, I had a friend that at one point when he decided that he was punk rock and he wasn't heavy metal anymore, <laughs> right. he literally took all of his albums, which would be worth fucking thousands right, right, right. now, and lawn mowered them on his front lawn. Wow. And I remember it distinctly and being like, wow, why are you doing that? Like you're just throwing that all away, like. You can come back to it another time, but whatever. People got to do what they got to do. You know, I shave my head for for things like that. You know, <laughs> right. you got to start fresh, right, you know, right. one way or the other. So I don't know. We we uh, we love metal. I I I think I contain that element more than anybody in the in the band. So this is the right interview to have. But <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, I think it, it's something that I don't know that that uh, in the live atmosphere is really potent. You know, like you see. Slipknot play in front of 50,000 people in Mexico City right. and when they turn on, turn it on you know they put the foot on the accelerator musically speaking it's going to do something more than any other you know uh, genre can right. do as far as movement and energy and getting all that emotion out you know coming together and then having a release on such a potent level I don't know metal does it better than anybody so kind of talking about your influences obviously Steve Harris you know, early Cliff Burton, I'm yep. assuming, you know, just yep. like, just kind of diving into that and, and you know, metal being such a, a, a guitar driven genre and you get those guys like Cliff, you get those guys like even Dave Ellison or, yeah. or Steve Harris, things like that, just, just kind of taking the reins and, and really like, oh, what is that noise in the background? Like a Call of Cthulhu, like those growls and like, what's Cliff doing there, man? Oh, Cliff got robbed. I mean, <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, it's so nice to hear like a remaster or a bass up version. Yeah as we're being able to manipulate old tracks now to be able to hear him and then go on go online and see people tear, take apart the lines and be able to play them uh, you know one to one right. sitting down with my kids so much fun it's like here's metallica guys and, <laughs> right. and there was this legend of a of a person 
end player in Cliff Burton and you know watch what he did. He's he was solving the problem of like lead bass. You yeah. know that's what he was doing. It was he would play the song and then he would step out and when he would step out he would do it in such a melodic way that he was untouchable. Still is. So kind of looking back on some of those. Um well, looking back on 311 period, over 30 years now, I mean, yeah. that's insanity. I mean, how is it for you to, like, really realize that 30 years into this, we're still, you know, high up on the bill and people are still coming out and 311 day and every, you know, 311 cruises and everything else going on? Yeah, I mean, it's the audience. Yeah. We're, we're, we've kept our sanity. That's that's one thing. And we still enjoy doing what we're doing. That's that's it. But I think it has everything to do with the, the people that come together and having opportunities like this and... Yeah, and then the cruise and 311 Day is just like cherries on top. Those are total victory laps. But 33 years into it, kind of all of it's like a victory lap right. at this point, you know? Being able to still maintain any kind of attention and still want to make new music and you know, making making good management moves by <laughs> having Corey running, right. running our show, it's just, just great, you know? You never know what's going to happen if you're lucky enough to stick around for a long time. And we're like... We're forever in that world, and we'll we'll forever be thankful to fly that flag because we've been allowed to exist for way longer than anyone would have ever thought. Yeah, I was I was kind of falling down the 311 rabbit hole of like times I've seen the band in the 90s, cool. and it was like 311 with no doubt, 311 with Deftones. I mean, there were so many yeah. great shows back yeah. then, and. and We'll kind of bring it back around to the new metal thing, you know, like going out with the Deftones when they were a baby band, yep. and just kind of seeing those guys, you know, what they became. How how was that for you guys? Oh yeah, I mean, we played with uh, we played with the Deftones and Corn first iteration of all the bands, yeah. honestly, uh, in San Diego uh, at Soma, right? Or is that Orange County, wherever it is? But I remember distinctly, I had already been enjoying the Deftones for yeah. wh however I ran into them and loved them, and I hadn't seen or heard of Corn before. And when I saw, you know, I saw them come off stage like upset, you know, <laughs> Jonathan was visibly upset, right. you know, he was like crying and it was like, make, make a hole. And, and it was just like, wow, this is, this is real. Like, this is not just, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna come out and have fun. It was like, we've got something to say and it's, and it's heavy, yeah. you know, it's gonna hurt a little bit. And I, and I was like, okay, well, you know, watch, let's see what these guys do next. And yeah, Deftones is like one of my favorite bands ever. Uh, rest in peace, Chi. Uh, forever doing good music. Um, they did Sergio wrong. I'll go on. <laughs> I'll go on on record saying that is fucked up. You got to make a legend like that a band member. Yeah. But I don't know the in inner politics at the same time. It just seems super fucked up on the outside. But you know, much success to them. I love the way that they uh, tour internationally. Like like Slipknot. It's like holy shit right. you know it's Ramones style right, right? right. you guys are big everywhere <laughs> right. you know why not go to Bulgaria and play a fucking soccer stadium you know <laughs> let's do it I will, I will say there's the the, fam the infamous story of you guys going to LA back in, in your in the early days and stopping a, you know this could be fake could be not could be real but stopping at Red Rocks yeah going out and saying hey one day we're gonna play here and then yes. like what five years later you're playing there yep and, and smoked a joint right on the stage nobody around it was great it was like a little coming together sorry to cut you off what you're saying no, you're good. <laughs> no no i was just saying like even even for me hearing that story as a kid i think about that story all the time it lives rent free in my head you know of like of like you know manifesting what you want and you know and going and just having a goal and, and it was, and it, was it that it was that for sure we were we were driving to that destination very lofty as as youngsters 
but we had so much help along the way. We had so much encouragement, um, so many, you know, our, our folks were all really into letting us do what yeah. we wanted to do since we weren't giving them much of a choice. But, <laughs> but the fact that uh, like Nick and Chad had already been out to LA before yeah. that I went out when I was 17 and they were like 20, made it easier for me to go. And we were just all in, it was a hundred percent commitment. There was no, there was no backup. You know, there was no, there was no other plumber gig we were gonna fall into. Right. We we're gonna make this work one way or the other, or or die trying. You know what I mean? So the fact that we get to do shit like this still is is amazing. Nice. Uh, final question. Um, you know, when when the peanut comes up, you know, you I mean, I immediately you know start doing a little bit of a dance. You know, where did that kind of stage presence come from, man? That the, the peanut dance, I guess. Oh, I I don't know. I mean, you can't stand still. I I saw enough bass players in my life. Uh, just you know, hanging in the background, smoking a cigarette, kind of waiting for the song to be done, <laughs> right. looking like you know, playing the kick drum part essentially. I just wasn't going to be that guy, you know. I, I love the I love the songs, you know. I didn't want to be just a, a shredder. I didn't want to be a solo artist. I wanted to play great songs right. with other great musicians, hopefully. So uh, I don't know. And then I fell in love with uh, performing. I really did. I love I love moving. You can yeah. see. My first performances, like a talent show that I did back in the day, yeah. And uh, I don't know, it's just part of it's in me. Right. I remember my stepdad asking me, like, "What? How can you do that?" I'm like, "How can you not do that?" Right? <laughs> right. It's so like it's so much fun. He's like, "Oh, I just couldn't, I just couldn't get up there and do it." And I'm like, "Well, you know, there is like an audacity to it, but I don't know. Like, come and come and watch. You know, that's what that's what it is. Like, you'll have you'll have a good time. I'm having a good time, so there might as well be people there watching." Awesome, man. Well, Peanut, 311, appreciate you guys hanging out with us today. Yeah, of course. NotFast.com, NewPod, all that good stuff.